Hello and welcome to Two Guys, One Sidewalk. I'm Shane. And I'm Keith. Welcome to episode number eight. Today is Championship Podcast. That's right. Episode eight. We are super excited about our special guests that are in the building today. And I've got to tell you, there's two of us that are wearing LSU gear today. That's right. One of us missed the memo, but super <laughs> excited that the LSU Lady Tigers basketball team won the national championship yesterday. We'll talk a little bit more about that after this episode. But right now, feeling real sick tall. to my stomach right now. Well, you, you've always got this I know. little key thing to hang on to. <laughs> okay. I would like to introduce our first guest, and I'm, and I'm honored that they, they took the time out of their day to come here today, but in principal at Parkway High School, Coach Jeremiah Williams. Yes, Coach, we're, yes. we're glad to have you here this morning, man. Very excited to be here. Really wanted to take advantage of the opportunity to kind of see you guys in action over here, and just a wonderful opportunity for our school and our community to just come over and represent a little bit. Yeah, thank you for coming. You know, we hear a lot of people talk about how great you've made Parkway Everybody I talk to loves Coach Williams as the principal at Parkway, so I want to congratulate congratulate you on that. Well, I appreciate it. I'm sure that, you know, there are several that don't love Coach Williams as much, but I'm really thankful for the ones that do love me. We're doing a good job, my myself and my staff, to try to maximize the potential in all of our students every day in every aspect of their life, both academically, socially, emotionally, as they grow. We want to prepare them for um, this world that awaits them when they finish and they graduate from Parkway. So we're so excited to do that and work hard to do it every day. That's our heart. That's what we want to do. I do want to say, Mr. Cheatham, that we did remember your birthday at Parkway High School. We got a couple of little gear here. So happy birthday to Mr. Cheatham. I believe it's, I'm not going to say, but we're inching closer to 50. 48. 48 is 48. what I thought. Thank so, y'all so much. We are, uh, we are bouncing around the same age. So you got there a little bit before me. I'll get there in August. But uh, we, we're creeping closer to 50. But we appreciate all you do. We wanted to wish you a happy birthday as we came in a kind of fellowship with you guys here today. Well, thank you. I tell you, I, you know, obviously as a graduate of Parkway High School and, and my daughter graduated and my son's getting ready to be a freshman. So you'll probably have to knock him on the head a little bit here over the next few years. But uh, Parkway High School means a lot to me. It always has. My second cousin, Roy Underwood, yeah. was a principal back in uh, yeah. the 80s. And I just, I, I love to see that we've got someone. You you remind me a lot of Mr. Underwood and, and the respect that you get from the people in your community and from your students and how much your staff love you. And, you know, again, again, Mr. Underwood had a few people probably that didn't. I heard he used to... <laughs> climb on top of the building and listen to what the students were talking. That's how he knew what was going on. But That's pretty great. honored to have you here and appreciate everything you're doing at Parkway High School. And it doesn't go unnoticed. So yes, sir. not only doing great things outside and on the field and on the court and, and everywhere else, but, you know, in the classroom, which is the most important thing as well. Yes, sir. We, we truly believe and our, our teachers have heard me say this a thousand times that the quality of the teachers is the single greatest factor to determine student learning. And so the quality of the instruction that our students are getting is so important towards their academic success and preparing them towards those post-secondary pursuits. I'm so happy to have the students here in here with me today. We have a portion of our K-Paw crew in there that ties directly into y'all's podcast. They're doing a little filming in here. We do a weekly Where's Williams Wednesday, our own little clip. And some of the communities probably saw some. We, we tried to be creative and do some interesting things. And we present that to our whole student body and our efforts to try to make the connections with our school and our community, as well as just being creative and making things fun and getting news out relative to our school. So I'm thankful to Asia and Sierra for coming over and filming for me today and also excited about 
two of our state champions that are here today with us that will be talked about. But I want to also shout out Josiah Dang and Chris Meslow, who weren't able to make it for Josiah being the back-to-back -back state champion in the backstroke. Now, I raced Abigail in one of my Where's Williams wins, and she dusted me up in the pool <laughs> In the, in the freestyle. And I was going to get Josiah in the back, but once I found out he was a two-time state champion, I better leave that alone. And uh, Chris Maslow, 220 state championship wrestler. And I don't want any other Chris either. So we're excited about them being here. Thank you all so, for having us. So we won't ever see you wrestle on where Well, two things. I'm not, he's not going to dust me up and then I'm not putting that onesie on. <laughs> what are the things called? What is it? A singlet? I'm not singlet. putting that on. Yeah, I don't no, blame not, you. No. I'm, I'm with you on that. <laughs> Coach, I, I do. I, I think this is the second time I've brought this up in public. So I'm sort of sorry and I'm sort of not. But I witnessed a free throw shooting contest <sighs> between you and Miss Gloria yeah. Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Were you, were, you, were you not feeling well that day or something? Well, like you before know. Before you started shooting, I was a little concerned. You know, the thing about when you're shooting against your wife, you know, you have to go home. So you, right. the smart thing to do is to, this is what I'm going to say anyway. The smart right. thing is to do is make sure that she's successful so that you can keep everything smooth at home. I, I like say that. that. I like that. <laughs> but when you get at home, do you remind her you have two and she has one? Well, I hadn't brought that up yet, oh. but... But I think she doesn't really matter care because she's gotten that one. No so doubt. that's right. She, she didn't worry about that right now. She's on on cloud nine. Yeah, she and she deserves to be. They've done a great job. Yeah, yeah. Well, Coach, you mentioned some of our state champions. Why don't we see if we can't get them on here and we can maybe get them to tell a dad joke or something? Yeah. Well, I'm excited. We'll get Amy Marie Williams up first. She's a big girl inside. Just a very instrumental towards us. Getting it done on the state championship level. Had some big time rebounds. Had a big time state championship game. And she is signing to go to what we call formerly Louisiana College, but now it's Louisiana Christian University, I believe. So we're excited for her signing and being able to take her talents to the next level. We're so proud of her. When, when are you signing? I am signing on the 21st. 21st. At 1 That's good. You're going to do it at the Parkway Gym? Yes, sir. Okay. So. What made you choose Louisiana College? Park? I really like the coach. She's very sweet. And there's going to be a lot of new recruits. It's basically like a new team. Okay. So it's a lot of opportunity to make new friendships and stuff like that. And I'm really excited about it. Have, have they not had a, a ladies team before? or No, they have. Oh, they have. It's just, just she's a new coach. So, so it's a big turnover. Yeah. She's working with the older team that was already there. And a lot of them are graduating. So she's just trying to get her own recruits and stuff like that and make her own team. And, that, and that's in Pineville? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, we wish you the best of luck there. Thank yeah. you. We're so excited because she's getting the opportunity to switch to, I believe, NAIA or what level is that? But they are, they offer, they're able to offer scholarships now. So we're excited that A. Marie is getting some scholarship money. And that's always good. I know as a father, it's, it's, it's a good deal when you, when you get a little extra money in your pocket relative to taking care of that college expense. So we're so proud of A. Marie yes. and, and that opportunity. I, I do have one question. Yes, sir. Tell me your favorite thing about this season, the state championship winning season. It was definitely just the family aspect of it. To see everybody be able to have that enjoyment of being a state champ and us working so hard to get there and we finally got it. It was just an amazing feeling. We worked so hard for it and we deserved every bit of it. Good. No doubt. No doubt. And it was it was very exciting watching y'all and and following y'all and it, it's it's been fun watching y'all the whole four years you know as freshmen grow up to the you know last year when y'all were almost there to this year when y'all finally got it so it's been fun for the fans too yeah. so we've enjoyed it so 
You don't ask her to tell you a dad joke. Does she? Do you have a dad? Do you joke? have a dad joke? Of course, because we we always ask our our <laughs> guests when they come on that tell us their favorite dad jokes. That's one of the favorite things we like to do on the show is tell dad jokes. So if you have a dad joke, we'd love to hear it. Okay. Why is grass so dangerous? Why is grass so dangerous? I don't know. Because it's full of blades. <clears throat> that's pretty good. That's, that's good. good. Full of blades. That's full a true blades. statement too. Yeah. That's really that's, good. Like a play on words. Great job. Can I, can I, can I, like that. Can I use that later on at some point? <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. At some point I'm going to run out of dad jokes and I'm going to have to. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being here today and, and being one of our guests. And we wish you the best of luck leaving Parkway and, and you know, the old saying, loyal forever. We hope you That's always right. come back. Yes, sir. And I know if I get a copy of your schedule, I'll try to make That's it. That's right. I'd, I'd love to come see you play. Yeah. I'll have to make sure to get some. And thank you all for having me today. Thank you. Thank you. Good job. Coach, how many girls from the have signed scholarships. It seems like it's quite a few now. Well, I think we have four now, Lucy and, of course, Michaela. Lucy's going to Kilgore. Michaela's going to LSU, of course. Let me say that again. Michaela's going to LSU, of course, this national championship, LSU Go Tigers. Tigers. Go Tigers. Uh, and we have two more that are going to sign this week. So we have four of those senior class that are going to sign. That's pretty good. Had Anaya not had the knee issues. I feel like she would have had an opportunity as well. So it's pretty special, and we're excited. And uh, the next one up is coming straight from Tennessee. Probably the best transfer that my wife has ever gotten. She was so excited to say we're getting this new girl. And uh, she kind of watched the first couple of days. And then when she got out there, I was like, this girl could play. So we're excited to get her. We love her personality. Just a wonderful, wonderful young lady. And uh, done a lot of blue collar stuff for us. And we're just excited to have her. And I'm just kind of speaking on behalf of my wife. I'm the silent assistant coach. So I get the right to speak a little bit. So uh, we, we're excited about McKenna. Being yeah, here I have to say, day. my wife used to tell me all the time during fourth block, if she ever had to find you, yeah, she knew where to go. You were yeah. always down in yeah, the gym. I'm always peeking in the gym, and, I, <laughs> and that's yeah. kind of my release time. So, but it's fun going down and watching those ladies compete and prepare. McKenna, I was probably <laughs> one of your biggest fans the, over the last few years. I love the way you played defense. I love the way you ran that point guard and, and got the ball and to, to some of our shooters and also the way you shot the ball because you could fill it up as well. <laughs> so I'm excited to have you here. And, and you know, thank you for, for moving from Tennessee. Now, I did at the South Bossier luncheon, I heard you say Cleveland, Tennessee. I, I want to ask you to say that for the, for, for the group. <laughs> I'm from the Cleveland, Chattanooga area in Tennessee. There, there, there was two things that I heard about McKenna. She had the Southern draw. She's got it. And yeah. is it true that you played in four straight state championship games? Yes, sir. That's impressive. That is very impressive. So, Tell, And I'll ask you the same question. What was your favorite part about this season? Just the relief and enjoyment being in those games the past four years, winning regional, winning district, and just being that close every time and then finally getting it was just is incredible. Yeah, and I, I have to – I. You know, I'm sure there was a lot of pressure that y'all put on them yourselves, you know, going from last year where you were right there and, and you know, overtime and second overtime. And I, w- I was there in Hammond watching last year and fussing at the refs, yelling and screaming. I did that a little bit this year as well. But the pressure that for y'all this year to get back, I mean, that's what's so impressive because when the pressure's there, not everybody executes. That's right. right. And the fact that, that y'all were able to do that, what do you attribute that to? 
I think just because we were there last year when we got there this year, we were like, we've been here before. We know what's going to happen. We know it's going to be eight against five. Like, we just got to focus on us. And I think that's what really helped us. Well, y'all did a great job. You know, and I, in the quarterfinal game against Natchitoches Central, I thought you really stood out because it seems like you kind of took over the first half. I think you had 15 or 17 at halftime, which really expanded the lead there. I'm not saying Michaela or, or was off, but – she wasn't scoring like she normally does, and you kind of picked up the slack. And it was you had a really good first half, which I thought really put the game away. With you came down, I think two or three times straight down and hit threes, and it just it kind of took the air out of their their sails early on. So I thought you really stepped up in the quarterfinal game. Thank you. So where are you going to college? I'm going to Johnson University in Knoxville, Tennessee. In Knoxville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good things you're going to fit right at home up there. Yes. <laughs> so I'm sure you're excited about going back home. I know that's where your family's yes, from. Sir. And we really just had you on borrowed time here in Sobo. But I can tell you it, it was a pleasure for all of us to 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 get to know you on the – just to tell my wife for a second, she used to like, why is my kid always playing with her shorts? <laughs> and I said, that's just one of those things. Basketball players, some people – my brother used to wipe his shoes every time down yeah, the court. I said, yeah. every basketball player has that. That's how I knew the first time I saw you. I said, she's a baller. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's a yeah. baller. Coach Alex made a highlight reel of every time I mess with my shorts. <laughs> it was probably pretty long. It was. <laughs> There's some back and forth banner between McKenna and some of our folks back in Tennessee, I believe, the yes. team there and the team here. So, you know, it's always a question like, you know, if, if we met head to head, you know, this is Coach Williams' question. What's oh, you we think? tried. They were scared. They were scared of us. <laughs> you think we'd get them though, huh? Yes, sir. That's right. That's right. <laughs> what, what, how'd you end up in Bossier City? My dad's in the military and he's been stationed here, I think, 10 years. And then I kind of just wanted to change and I wasn't doing well with my old team and I was kind of falling out of love with the game. And so I moved here for a new start and I fell in love with it. Did you know that they had a, such a good team when you – transferred here i did not know until the first day of school someone made me go talk to the coach because i had no desire of playing when i came to parkway and i just as soon as i met the coaches and the girls i just instantly fell in love well good deal i'm glad to hear that you did keep it up (laughs) thank you that would have been something for you to come down here and not play so you so you're gonna you can play point guard yes sir okay point guard and shooting guard that's good I don't think we'll catch too many of your games. Be <laughs> no. a, that'll be a little bit of a far drive. Yeah. So, so maybe we, we only go to Florida. I think that's as far as we go. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, well maybe good. we take a trip to Florida. We, we could. Do, we could. We could do the sidewalk podcast. Two guys Florida. on the beach. Figure out a ride. Oh, wow. Sort of there. Two guys Three on the beach. guys on the beach. Yeah, oh, there we go. Where's <laughs> Williams Wednesday on the beach? We're going to tie Williams in there. That'd be right. Three guys on the beach. That's right. All right. Now it's your turn. You got a dad joke for us? How much does Santa pay for parking? I don't know. He downs on the house. <laughs> That's pretty good. Too. That's a that good one. one. I got some good dad. That's pretty good. I think By the way, step up our game. We are going to step up our game. I'm a little disappointed. Neither one of them said the highlight of their year was being on two guys one side podcast. New uh, highlight. There yeah. we go. See, <laughs> there we go. New highlight. Like that. Well, we wish both of you girls the best of luck and in your future. Hopefully, you can let us know how you did up there, and we can update the people on the podcast one day and say, Hey, like, yeah, we do score? that. We do that a lot with like Amani. We, we've talked yeah, about yeah, when Amani went, yeah. so he had a really, really good opening weekend. We talked about his stats. So we, we try to keep up with y'all when y'all move on. Cause again, I, I'm a, 
I, I bleed red and black when you cut me open. So mm-hmm. I want to support and, and talk about how the great things and, and have y'all come back on once you've graduated college mm-hmm. and whatever great things that you're doing, because, you know, sports isn't always forever, but you know, what, what I hope, and I think obviously what principal Williams hopes is that we've done a good enough job in our community and our schools to, to set y'all on a very successful pathway to your yeah. future, whether you come back and, I am looking for an astronaut to come on the show. I, I feel like there's got to be an astronaut from our area right. that I can bring on. So if if you decide to become an astronaut, let me know. <laughs> Matter of fact, we didn't. What, what are y'all studying? We didn't even either ask either one of y'all what y'all plan. I'm studying. majoring in kinesiology, and I plan on being a PTA. I can't even say kinesiology. <laughs> Definitely can't spell it. So. I'm in business. I want to go into real estate, and I feel like having that business with me will help me a lot. It will. I know somebody you can have some good conversations with about real estate. That's there, right. There might be somebody in here who knows a little bit about real estate. There might be somebody good at <laughs> Ladies, good luck to y'all. Thank y'all again for being here. Principal Williams, you want to do anything to close us out on Real Talk today? Well, we just want to make sure that, we, you know, we're so thankful for you inviting us. And, you know, these ladies, I don't know if they don't know, they may know, but you're talking about two of the really, two of our greatest supporters at Parkway High School, the school as a whole, as well as girls basketball. They've been really good supporters of that, both, you know, contributing to y'all's rings. So we're just so thankful for what you guys do and support of Parkway High School. I mean, it's it's not unnoticed and we're very appreciative of of all you do. And just thankful for the opportunity to showcase some of our girls, some of our state champions in, in on your podcast here today. Thank you. And I, and I can, I can speak for saying we both love Parkway. Yeah. You know, like I said earlier, a quarter of my life, I had a kid at Parkway. Yeah. You know, my oldest started the old Parkway yeah. and her sophomore year went to the new Parkway. You know, of course, I still have a daughter who teaches yeah. there and still a son. Got one at Parkway. Yeah. And a son-in-law who son-in-law. teaches there also. So yeah. I, I love Parkway. I always do and love every minute of it. And you being a graduate, I know you love it. Mm-hmm. And recently inducted Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's right. I got the recent, phone call from that's right. recently that's inducted Hall of, Hall of Fame, Fame member. Also, that's right. <laughs> I, you know, you're always trying to make me look bad. <laughs> you know, I felt pretty good about having a kid oh. teach there, and you got to throw the Hall of Fame thing in there. And, and then he's going to move the LSU helmet up in front of Texas. Go Tigers! Go Tigers! Thank everybody for joining us today on the sidewalk for the Real Talk segment. Welcome to the Real News segment of Two Guys, One Sidewalk, where we talk about a little local news, local state, little news. Keith, what do we got going on in real news? Well, it finally happened. I guess we talked about it a week or so ago that there was rumors that they were going to indict former President Trump. And what did it come down Thursday that they they indicted him? And I think tomorrow maybe he's supposed to be arraigned. Is that correct? Yeah, tomorrow they're going to arraign him. And then from what I understand, Trump's going to, I guess, come out and speak after that. Yeah, that's what I heard. I also heard that I I think DeSantis said they're not going to grant the extradition because they didn't want him to do the perp walk. Right. Basically. And you know, as well as I do, that's probably what this whole thing is about is to, to have him have a mugshot, do the perp walk, handcuffs, look bad, you know, and it's matter of fact, what I think Thursday, whenever I, saw this, I was working out and I sent you a text saying, Hey, they just indicted Trump. I think stuff's fixing to hit the fan. And to be honest with you, I'm surprised that really nothing has really come of it. I'm, I, I'm glad because I think that's what they want. The other side wants to happen is they want to see Trump supporters go crazy, act a fool. 
And that's really not what Republicans usually do. And so I'm glad to see that we haven't gone crazy yet. And I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but I'm glad to see at this point we haven't seen the mass riots and chaos that I thought was going to happen. Yeah, and I think came down. most people know that this is politically motivated, right? So this is this is, and it sounds like the attorneys and everyone think that these charges, you know, he won't be found guilty. Right. But, you know, I don't know if there's a whole lot of faith in in the in the system right now to see what's what's going to happen with this, but it's going to be interesting to watch after the obviously tomorrow is when he'll I guess turn himself in, right? And then they'll start the process. You know, there's. I was listening to several shows where they talked about, you know, they could put him on where he couldn't leave the state and some of these other things. So it's kind of hard to campaign right. for president. And I think that's probably what it boils down to is they're trying to keep him from campaigning. And matter of fact, I talked to a friend of mine who's libertarian, and he said, I didn't vote for Trump, you know, but even I see that this is just a, a political hit. This is just something to to keep him from running. And there's something wrong when you start doing that as a country, when you start going after your political opponents with made up charges, basically, because this is not something that hasn't happened before. I mean, you look at Clinton and his women and think of Biden had one that basically the same thing. So it's, this is not uncommon. I wouldn't think per se to, for the hush money to come out. I think it happens probably more than you and I know about. No doubt. So, It'll be interesting to watch and see how this plays out. And I think everybody's going to be tuned into this. Like I said, Republicans, Democrats, independents, because, you know, there's a lot going on in our country right now that if, you know, I, I usually try not to pay attention to a lot of the national news just because it's such a mess. But, right. You know, the, there's stuff going on right now with the dollar and, and with China buying oil from Russia again. With the, um, the one, is that what it's called? Yeah. So it, it's going to be interesting to kind of keep an eye out for f- future episodes. Our real news segment, a little bit shorter today because for the first time in the show history, yes, we had we had and multiple guests, four total guests today. Yes, we show. we had a busy morning getting all the getting everybody in this morning. So yeah, and and we talked about it a little bit during when the ladies' basketball team was here. But you know, the other big news was that team that he's holding up won a national championship in women's basketball and go so, Tigers. So I, I will say this though. It did take a Louisiana tech graduate for LSU to win a national championship. So you know, you want to thank that national championship. You think Louisiana tech, cause they, she was a player there, all American gold medal winner, assistant coach, head coach for a little while. And uh, so LSU, you can thank Louisiana Tech for that national championship. Yeah, the the Tigers, I tell you, it was a fun weekend to watch girls basketball. I think probably we're going to find out that that this Final Four was the most watched ever women's basketball Final Four, and it was just fun to watch. Iowa's Player of the Year, Clark, was just phenomenal and fun to watch. And I, of course, I, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I, I've heard I've heard many say that she's the Pete Mayor ladies basketball. Tell you, she not only can she shoot it, not only can she drive. She's she's great at dishing the ball and getting everybody else involved. Sometimes from three quarter court passes for layups. So she was just very impressive to watch. But you know, they one thing about basketball, it's a team game. Yes. And yesterday, the LSU Tigers 
you know, were, were eight deep. They played a great game. 21 points. Carson came off the bench and just played an excellent first half. And the team, you know, there's some foul trouble both ways. The refs, I thought, were pretty pretty rough. Made some calls. You know, there's a lot of talk about the technical foul that people thought was called on Clark. Clark, But it yeah. was a delay of game technical. Is that what it was? I, I never heard exactly you know, what they what. By what throwing the ball was. or dropping the ball and dropping it out of bounds, that was their, they'd already had one warning. Okay. So the second one wasn't a technical on her. It was a delay of game technical, and she delayed the game. Therefore, she got the personal foul on the technical. And, and that's one thing I have heard about about it is the officiating wasn't the best. You know, there's an, there's one spot where Mulkey runs into the referee while she's on the court, but you know as well as I do, that's a yeah. major no-no right there. And nothing was said about that. But unfortunately, I, I shouldn't say unfortunately, because I'm going to be happy for Michaela when she gets there. But I, I believe LSU will probably be back there next year and will probably be the preseason number one when the season kicks off. I mean, it's going to be their title to lose next year, in all honesty. I think you, know, you told me they have maybe one or two that are leaving. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll be uh, – in- I think the probably just witnessed the start of the LSU dynasty in women's basketball. You've got a phenomenal coach. You've got young players and you're, you know, the recruiting that yeah. happened over this weekend for LSU for the future has to be just phenomenal. Oh yeah. There's no doubt that that there, the, the recruiting for that just picked up big time. Cause one, I think that the fact it was played on ABC, I think correct me if I'm wrong. Is that the first time the national championship game has been played on ABC yes. for the women? So, I mean, they got the free, you know, ESPN, not everybody has, but everybody has ABC. So they got the, the national recognition everywhere, and, and it was being watched. So, Well, the Tigers left, no doubt, scoring record 102 points, I believe. It wow. Was. Solid first half, up by 15 and a half. Got up to 21 points ahead in the third quarter. Iowa cut it back down to eight. But a great game. Proud of the Tigers and, and looking forward to see what our local Michaela Williams, Parkway High School senior, can contribute to that team next year. Well, you know, and actually, we, I guess we're overlooking. There was another local athlete who did win the national championship. Yeah, on that shout team. out to Emily Ward. Yeah, Emily from, Ward uh, uh, high school. Oh, Benton. I'm sorry, her mom uh, was at Airline. Yeah, her mom Mary Lowry is the coach at Benton. Played at Airline, but Emily Ward is now a state champion at Benton High School and a national champion. So, shout out to em- Benton's Emily Ward. Pretty awesome. Maybe one day we can get her to come on the show and talk to us a little bit about her experience. That would be cool, you know, because it, you know, to, to win a state and national title, that's that's a lot to, pretty you impressive. Know. So probably here in the next couple of years, we'll have another one. We'll, Michaela will have a state championship and a national championship and a gold medal. So no she'll doubt. have a little bit of all of it. Well, look, that, I believe that covers for real news. Yeah, today. we didn't have a whole else? lot to talk about today. Like I said, we kind of covered up a lot of it with our other guests. And it was fun having multiple guests on the show today. No so doubt. Really we hope you all enjoy the guests as much as we did and hope you enjoyed the real news. We'll have a little bit more real news next week. It's time for real funny dad jokes. Keith, who's up first today? My favorite time. You know, it's always my favorite. time. Well, before we get started, I got a little bit of bad news for you. All right. I didn't want to tell you this because I'm kind of embarrassed, but I got arrested this weekend. What? Yes, I'm sorry. I hope it doesn't hurt the show, but yeah, I got arrested for staying up too late. Staying up too late. Yeah, they charged me with resisting arrest. 
Resisting a resisting arrest. That's good. That's funny. So, but yeah, that's my where I got I arrested. You were serious, man. I was a little little concerned. Well, I, if I would if I actually got arrested, you would have got a phone I call. Maybe you got arrested at the baseball game. Well, I probably baseball. should have because of the way they played. They were horrible. Well, then somebody stole your hat. Yes, like yes. Champ stole my hat. Yeah, you know he eventually gave it back. He, he he did steal my hat there for a little while. I saw that picture on Facebook where he, where he took off with your hat. Yes, you know that's my my hat that I've been waiting a long time for. So I finally got it, and he stole it. So what you got? You got one? Man, I do. I've got a question for you. Okay, where do hamburgers go dancing? <laughs> where hamburger? I have no. At the meatball. <laughs> I like that. You didn't know they had. I didn't know balls they. For I didn't know. Meatballs? I didn't know. No, I did not know the meat had balls. But you know, I guess if they're male cows, so that's, I don't know. They have the ball where they go dance. Yes. Yeah. That's that's meat prom. All right. Well, I got another one for you. What do you call a sleepwalking nun? Don't know. A Roman Catholic. Nice. And that one right there, this one and my next one is actually brought to me. Taylor sent me these over the weekend. So shout out to Taylor. Taylor, appreciate you sending me these dad jokes to do. And I got one more of yours I'm going to use here after Shane does his next one. But, you know, keep on sending them to us. We love for when you people send us their dad jokes. It, it helps us out a lot. And, we, you know, we like to have people participate in the show. No doubt. Keith, what is Whitney Houston's favorite coordination? <laughs> That's whack. I'm sorry. I don't know. And keep going. Let's hear you keep going. That's all I got. Because she holds that note out a long time. That's the that's best I can do. <laughs> hand eye. Hand eye coordination. I like that. Yeah. I would I would really like if you just sang the song the whole way. I struggle just to hit those two. I, I understand. I I, I Whitney could get up there on the high notes, couldn't she? I do also have one that literally just came in five minutes ago from a buddy of mine. Okay. We're getting one live as we're and, on the air. And I thought it was just a simple text message, but actually it was a dad joke. So here cool we go. Cool deal. Let's hear it. You know, I tried to take up archery recently, but it just wasn't for me. Way too many drawbacks. Very good. Very good. Rick Scott, shout out. Thanks for the dad joke. Really I, appreciate that. I like that. We're getting a dad joke sent to us while we're on while the air. We're in the studio. Yeah, that is awesome. That is what that is that is really good. All right, I got one more from Taylor. What do you call a dog that can do magic? I have no idea. A labracadabador. Labracadabra. I really figured I was going to mess that up because trying to say Labracadabrador is tough to say. And I thought I was going to mess that up. But once again, Taylor, appreciate those. But I, I didn't mess it up as bad as I thought I was going to. Oh, so good deal. All right. I think that's it for our dad jokes today. Yes, that's it for our really dad jokes. really appreciate people helping us out, sending us some of those. There's some really good ones. And I tell you, the dad jokes that our first guest in Real Talk had today. Yeah. I was pretty impressed. Yeah, the the ladies from the Parkway basketball team, they brought them. I, I thought both, both of them did a really good job on their on their dad jokes. Very good. So a little extra dad joke yeah. that it, wasn't in the dad joke section. Yes, and they and they actually got a kick out of their dad jokes too. I don't know if that's on camera or not, but they were 
they got a little kick out of their dad jokes that they were saying all, off to the side. So really no enjoyed doubt. it. All right. Thank you all for joining us today for the real dad joke segment. Hello and welcome to the Real Cool Story segment of Two Guys, One Sidewalk. We are very excited to have our Real Cool Story special guest, Brian Hammonds, City Councilman District 1, Brian Hammonds, and Bossier City, born and raised, Brian Hammonds. Brian, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Brian, I don't want to put any pressure on you, but you're going to have to follow up the state championship basketball girls. They did a really good job in their interview earlier. So uh, That's going to be tough. Don't put That's, the pressure on you a little bit here. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate that. Well, and Brian, we, we really do appreciate you taking time out of your day to come be on the podcast. What we like to do, we're not going to ask you a million questions about politics or, or, or things like that. We want to know about Brian Hammonds, the real cool story of you growing up in Bossier City and, and what you love about where you went to school. Where did you go to school, by the way? I went to Airline High School. And that's it for today's story. <laughs> no, just kidding. But, yeah, Brian, so I'm just going to let you talk, man. We might have a few questions as you go along, but just tell us a little bit about yourself and right. growing up. Well, I am I'm born and raised Bossier City. Been here 51 years. Yes, I'm 51 years old. Started at Apollo Elementary, went to Green Acres Junior High, went to graduated from Airline, went to Louisiana Tech, and I'm one of the few that came right back here to Bossier City. Just I, I love Bossier City. I, lo- I love everything about it. Unless you've lived here your whole life, the way that Bossier City has transformed from Benton Road having a big median down the middle to two-lane road going on out Benton Road to South Bossier, the great South Bossier, what it is now, people just do not understand what we have here and what we have to offer. And, you know, hopefully me and my position at City Council, I can get that out there and make people want to come to Bossier City. Well, and you said something there, Brian, you know, that that I've been saying for years, you know, I I want us to be able to bring our children that go off to college back. My daughter's in Ruston. I want her to come back here. I know one of Keith's daughters is back here teaching at Parkway and 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 things that the city can do can can, can help with that. Yes. You, you know, we. Do we have what all the other big cities have? No, we don't. I'm not going to sit here and say that we do. Are we working on that? Yes, we are. I know that y- y'all talked about the chasing aces. I think that is going to be one of the biggest draws that we are going to have to Bossier City. That in the, the fantastic East Bank District that we have down there, that is what the younger generation is looking for. They want something that is safe. They want something that is fun. And they go home at a decent hour. That, that's what that's what kids nowadays do, and that's what I want. I would love to see everybody's kid that graduates from a Bossier Parish school go off to college. Even if you don't go off to college, college is not for everyone, but come back here, learn a trade, do something, go to work here, and stay here in Bossier City. Well, you said that we don't have some of the big things that the big cities has, but sometimes that's a good thing. Yeah, that, that, you know, you're exactly right. We don't have the crime that big cities have. We don't have the traffic. Well, I, I would not going to say we don't have the traffic. We do have some traffic problems in Bossier City, mainly in North Bossier. Luckily, down here in South Bossier, we don't have those traffic problems yet. But, yeah, we don't. The big cities... The big cities are not what they're all cracked up to be. It's a lot of hustle and bustle. And I kind of still think of Bossier sometimes as Mayberry. You know, everybody knows everyone. You can get around. You you talk to your neighbors. That's that's just what it's all about. Yeah. One thing I like about it, if you notice, and it seems like that at all the schools, if you go to any of the football games, 
they're usually packed on Friday nights with the support of the local community. Yeah. All all four of the Bossier City Schools and Parish Schools seem like have good turnout on their crowds, which says a lot about the area. Yeah, and you know, the sports nowadays have changed so much from, and I'm sure when y'all were in high school and I was in high school, you know, you, you had crowds show up to the game. But now, I mean, you go to a football game on Friday night at Parkway, I mean, th- those stands are packed. You've got people grilling and tailgating before the high school football game. It is, I, I look forward to it. It's, it's fantastic. No doubt. And Brian, talk to us, to us a little bit about what you do. Obviously, you're a city councilman. What's your full-time job? Uh, my full-time job is I have a construction company. I'm a builder developer. I develop subdivisions and build residential homes. I got my start in the construction industry. I married a, I married a South Bossier girl. She didn't go to high school in South. She went to Bossier High School, but her family, they moved to South Bossier and they developed numerous subdivisions in South Bossier. And that's where I got my start in the construction business. So, you know, before, before we started dating and started coming down, you know, I'm not going to lie, I didn't really come to South Bossier that much. I would come down and go over the Jimmy Davis Bridge if I needed to. But I'll tell you what, after about living in South Bossier for about two or three months, I told her, I said, I don't even want to go to North Bossier. My parents still live in North Bossier. So I go up there and I love it. I love South Bossier. Yeah, you talk about, you said Bossier City is kind of like Mayberry. I always feel like South Bossier is like Mayberry. Yes. You know, the base kind of cuts it off from the rest of the city, and it has a very much of a, a hometown feel where everybody does know everybody in South Bossier. So I think that's one of the draws of South Bossier is the fact that everyone is close, and it's yeah. a community that people love. And, you know, in, in all honesty, there's still a lot of people who come back, and it's amazing how many Parkway people come back and teach at Parkway yeah. or come back and live in South Bossier. So I think it says a lot about the area as itself. Yeah, you know, that that really surprised. I never really knew how many teachers at Parkway that are teaching there went to school there. That's that, that's truly amazing and just shows you, one, what type of school it is, the atmosphere. I've met the principal at Parkway several times. I'm like, man, I wish I had that principal when I was in high school because he is just an all-around top-notch guy. No doubt, and he, he was... You know, here this morning and brought some of the state championship girls that were signing with schools and f- to play college ball. And, you know, it's just when you have good leaders, you know, Bossier Parish has always been known for having a good school system. I, I tell people all the time, that, and you hear it all the time, two reasons that people move to Bossier City, the school system, and it's a safe place. It's safe. And, you know, I, that will lead me into maybe a question here, and I said I wasn't going to ask you any political <laughs> questions. Bring it on. You know, the, the safety of Bozier City as we've grown, we, you know, I do believe we've had, we haven't grown as far as, like, we just annexed in some more land in North Bozier. Yes. And do you think it's something that we need more officers and we need to bring more people on to make sure? We 100%, Shane. I'm, I'm glad you asked me that. You know, that came before the council, I think it was two meetings ago, and I, I think I was the only one that asked a question about it, and that, that was my first question I asked. Chief Haugen was, what is this going to do to your police force? And he said, you know, I'm not going to lie. It's going to put a strain. It already puts a strain on us. The police force has not grown since 1996. We need about 17 to 20 more officers. They had a big hiring phase in Bossier for the fire department and police department back in 96. Well, you do the math from 96 to now, all those guys are getting ready to retire. So 
you've got to start implementing and putting into place, bringing on new officers. It takes about a year from the day they start the interview process to get them through the academy, to get them trained. You know, it's about a year until that officer is a full service to the citizens of Bossier City. It's a little bit quicker for firemen, about six months. But um, even with them being, I think they're a little bit short-staffed and they're, they're, they're very much overworked in Bossier City right now and they need help, but we, we still got one of the safest cities around. I'm not saying we don't have crime in Bossier City, but when we do have crime, our fantastic police department handles it. Yeah, you know, I, I've heard that stat once before that we had the same number of police officers we did yes. in 97. I thought, how much Bossier City has grown yes. since 1997? And for the crime, have not gone up as much. It says a lot for the police officers. It really does. And I think the fire department is still a class one. Yes, still a class one, class one rating fire department, which helps on all of our insurance rates, residential and commercial. That is a, that is a big draw. There's very There's not a lot of class one ratings across the state of Louisiana. Right. Yeah, that's that, that really helps, like you said, in insurance and overall safety. Yes. You know, knowing well, you Brian, have I think we have a lot of firemen that are also in that same boat where they, at any yes. time they could walk in. And yeah, there, there, there is. At any time, you know, they can walk in and say, hey, you know what? I enjoyed working here, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to retire. I'm going to go to the house. And, you know, it's... Um, the way I look at it, I said it's it's, it's very scary that you, you just don't want that to happen. You want them to retire. You want them to enjoy their life after retirement. But in the same instance, we want them to be properly staffed to take, you know, not miss a beat when those people do retire. No doubt. And, you know, a lot of times I know it comes down to money. But when it comes to public safety, you find the money and do whatever you have to do to make the citizens of Bossier City safe. Yeah, I think it's hard to go to a citizen and say, we don't have the money for safety. Yeah, they no, you, they, you cut out something else, yeah, I don't care. I don't think they, yeah. they take too too no, kindly to that. No, well, especially when that's something that we've hung our hat on for so many years. That's exactly right. Bossier City has safe. always been had the reputation that Bossier City is a safe place for you and your family to live, and you cannot put a dollar amount on that. No doubt. And I, Bossier, Bossier Parish is the second fastest growing parish in the Actually, Minnesota. Bossier Parish, I think, now is the fastest growing parish wow. in Louisiana. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we definitely need to find a way to get some more police officers and more firemen. That, that, that's exactly right. That is exactly right. But, you know, not, not going to get off into the political world that much. But, you know, in this in this day and age where when I was growing up, I had the utmost respect for a police officer. I mean, when I was a kid, I didn't even want to talk to one. I'm like, if the police are here, something's wrong. But, you know, until we get that respect back in this world for them and make people want to do that job, it's a struggle to find the people that want to do it. And But I still think here in Bossier City, the police officers are safe. They do a good job. They're properly trained. They've got the best equipment that money can buy. And it's they just need to get the word out, and, and it's a good place to work. Well, and like you said, for the most part, they have the support of the community. There, yes. are, there are places in this country where they do not have the support. Yes. I don't know how anybody would want to be a police officer yeah. in some of these cities. Right yeah, now. I mean, l l let's just take, for instance, I was eating I was eating breakfast with my parents the other day at Strong's up in North Bossier. There was a policeman sitting over in the corner by himself. He was working on a report real quick. And I said, Hey, I want to, um, 
I want to buy his breakfast. And she said, well, three other people have already beat you to it. Wow. And you know what, when, when she told me that I'm like, you know what, that's pretty impressive that there's other people in this restaurant that have already wanted to buy his breakfast because I'm not going to lie. They're not the, the highest paid individuals no, no. for the job that they go out and do every day. I, I look at it. You can't put a, you can't put a price tag on what you need to pay them for the job that they do every day. But unfortunately, you know, <laughs> other situations, you really can't, can't pay all of them a hundred thousand dollars a year. I would love to, right? but just, just is not feasible. Well, and most, most firemen, most policemen don't necessarily do it for the money. No. You know, they, they love yeah. to serve in, also, I'm not going to lie to you, your, your retirement's pretty nice also. Yeah, it's got a good retirement. It's got fantastic benefits. And like you said, most of them that do it, they've, they've got a servant heart. And uh, that's what you've got to have to, in order to do the job because you are serving people every single day. You know, speaking of serving, what, what made you decide to get into wanting to be in politics? Man, I just, I never in a million years thought I would see myself in the position that I'm in right now. I saw some things that, you know, just weren't sitting very well with me. Everybody always says, you know, North, North Bossier's getting everything. North Bossier's getting this. And, and I do kind of feel like South Bossier, we were the forgotten ones once you get past the entrance to Westgate. Right. It was like everything stopped, kind of stopped at Westgate and you know, our streets were not getting taken care of. Our sidewalks weren't getting taken care of. Standards, I didn't feel like were where they needed to be. Without property standards, you really don't have anything because you let a subdivision start going down. It's hard to go in there and revitalize a subdivision. But property standards is now up to where it needs to be. Our streets are getting are getting fixed. Every year in the budget, the city says we have a million dollars. $200,000 for all five districts. And that goes to fixing roads, sidewalks, and anything else. Last year, they came, they laughed. They said, hey, Hammonds, where, where are you going to come up with $75,000? You know, you went 75000 over your budget. And I'm like, take it out of one of y'all's. Yeah. I, I, I said, and if you don't want any of that other, give it to me because I can use it. And, you know, everything that I saw down there, it didn't matter what subdivision, because there was so much that needed to be done, that every subdivision was getting work done. And you just, I, and I don't do it for people to say, oh, thank you, Brian, for doing this. I do it because it makes everything look better. It makes our subdivisions and our end of town look oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. This last thing I want anybody to do coming in for Barksdale or, Anything coming in looking to live here is drive down the street and hit a pothole. Or right. You got a street panel caving in, something like that. You know, there for a while, driving down Barksdale Boulevard, it was dark as all get out. Now yes. you can finally, there's lighting up and down the. Yes. And we've got more lighting coming. That was, that was one of the, that was one thing that I pushed for was to continue the lighting from Jimmy Davis Highway all the way down to Sligo Road. And in the medians, you can see all of the forums are poured, everything like that. The electrical, we're just waiting on the light poles to come in. There's still some material constraints from COVID. Right. And those light poles should be here. They say any day. And as soon as they get here, they'll be put up. And that's going to look fantastic when you go down through there and it's lit up all the way to Sligo Road. Yes, it will. I mean, I used to make a joke that you could land an airplane on Airline Drive with yes. all the lighting. But all the lighting up there, yes. 
you couldn't come, you couldn't land one on Barksdale. Yeah, it's it's dark. If you've never driven, you know, down that that stretch right there at night, it is very dark. Our police officers and firemen, they work a lot of wrecks out there at night. They're out there in the dark. I think this is going to help them a lot. Right. And maybe it'll help not have so many wrecks with the with it lit up down through there. That's good. No doubt. What I know you got to have a dad joke for us. Can't come on two guys one sidewalk without a dad joke. Yeah. You got one? Yeah. I do. You know why dads carry an extra pair of socks when they play golf? I don't. In case they get a hole in one. <laughs> that is something I don't ever have to worry about. Yeah. I just Maybe take, a hole in my sock. Yeah, I just take a lot of extra golf balls. Right. Is all yeah, I'm, I'm, never I'm there to lose balls is what I do when I go play golf. Yeah, I do a lot of chasing those <laughs> golf balls when I go play golf. I, I, I retired from, from regular golf, but I am looking forward to chasing aces. Oh, my gosh. That uh, y'all, y'all just, I, I get pumped up every time somebody talks about chasing aces. The driving range is going to be phenomenal. The restaurant that they've got going in, they've got a sports bar, nine hole par three course that you can play at day or night, a putting course. It's, it's going to be fantastic. It, it, it well, really, it really oriented is. fun. Every time you go out of town and you go to a top golf, yeah. you see mom, dad, kids, Groups of people, businesses mm-hmm. that are you know having an event or a party there. Here, there's going to be a big ballroom yeah. type thing where you can have yeah. company parties and that sort of thing. So yeah. it's it's something that I think we've needed, and it, it is exciting. Well, and you know, Shane, that, that that same group that is putting chasing aces is they're you know they're investing in other parts too. They've got a they've got a restaurant going in at the boardwalk. They've already leased a couple of other spaces in there where they're trying to get stuff in there. So this this group is not just doing chasing aces. They are they are trying to revitalize that whole area. Right, the casinos are fantastic. It draws people in. I think this is going to be where people. It's just not mom and dad coming to the casino. They say, hey, let's bring the kids now. Let's go do some of this other stuff while we're here. We can still have our adult time and do what we want to do, but there's other stuff for their kids. And Bozier's safe where their kids are old enough. They can go do it by themselves. So I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be fantastic. And that, and the, I was visiting with Margarita's assistant general manager over the weekend and we started talking about that. And, you know, they're excited because that's going to give the people that are coming in and gambling some entertainment options yes. as well. So that working together. And I do. I think you. I think you will see the boardwalk come back to what it maybe initially was when it opened, yeah. and have it full and have people down there. You know, it it it's something to look forward to for yes. for our city and and some options for families to go do things. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. I, I I think it will naturally help the boardwalk. Yeah, and not to mention, I would I would have to assume it's kind of like an anchor store. There's going to be other things that want to be. Where yeah. the people are out, so somebody else is going to open something else right yeah. around there, and some it's just going to kind of bring other business. I hope it's like a Bucky's. You know, you yes. build a Bucky's, you build a Bucky's, and they will come. Yes, you know, you know look at Terrell, Texas. They threw that they the threw that Bucky's up there in the middle of nowhere, and now you go through, and it's like its own little city around there. So I'm hoping you know you throw chasing aces in here, and they will come. Right, I, I agree with you. So I, I really, I really. And, the, the board, I think it's going to bring more people in and another reason we need more policemen well, and firemen. Before we get off, I have a, actually one more question for you. Yeah. Have you any updates on the Jimmy Davis Bridge? I know people really – Yeah. like the, that's a big question that probably comes up to you a lot. Yeah, it, it does. It does. You know, the Jimmy Davis Bridge, when it went out for a bid the first 
I won't say the first time, the last time they only had one person that accepted an RFP from the estate. So they, they had to go back and look at things and kind of change some stuff up. The second time they had three companies that accepted the RFP and they have accepted one of the bids. It did come in a little bit higher, which I, I told everybody it's, you, you know, this estimate was from 10 years ago. Yeah, cost the cost of stuff is, has doubled and tripled. So we, we've been told the state has got the money. The bridge is going to be built. I would hope to see in the next couple of months that a groundbreaking ceremony takes place and um, they get to work. I'm going to actually be in Baton Rouge in May. I've got a meeting set up. I'm going to meet with some DOTD guys and just, you know, just say, hey, you know, it's in my district. Just give me an update right. on, on what's going on. But I feel really positive. About, I feel more positive now than I have in any of the other times. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that because I, I know a lot of people in South Bossier are really skeptical until they probably till they see that groundbreaking. Yeah, until they, but you know they've been doing work down there. If you've you've seen them, they've been doing ground borings, soil borings, and they're spending money. So I just need them to, you know, put a dirt, put a shovel in the ground yeah. and start turning dirt. Yeah, it'd be nice to have. Yes. Looking forward to it. And yes, that will. The toll bridge to come in also. It's going to yeah, be the toll pretty. bridge down in South Bossier. I think which that is a private venture. A lot of people think, why are y'all building a toll bridge? We are not building a toll bridge. That is a private venture out of Alabama that is coming in. 100% of the money is from them. I think that is going to open up that South Bossier part of the parish down there. It's going to be good. Yeah, Shane and I talked about it a couple weeks ago. People couldn't quite grasp that private part. They kept saying, why are they using an Alabama company to do a loop? Private. Private. Yeah. Private, money. Private money. Private money. Yes. That, is, that is their money. They can do use whoever they want. Right. And, you know, you read between the lines, especially those of us that have, that have served, you know, in, in uh, office. You know, when someone, when a private company is willing to come build yeah. a bridge, yeah. they know something that you and I and Keith don't know. That's they exactly know right. They're not going to spend that much money on a bridge unless they right. know that yes. many businesses and many jobs are coming. Right, yes. And that's the exciting part about that is they're gonna they're gonna spend a lot of money on a bridge, and you're gonna see industry going from the port over to the Bozier side. Then you're gonna see smaller companies that are working for them. Then you're gonna start seeing, you know, more developments, housing developments, exactly more shopping type developments, and that is great for South Bozier. That is exact. That is exactly right. It is. It is fantastic for South Bossier and the parish in and also the city. It gives us the opportunity to down the road to start annexing some more stuff into the city limit. You get more stuff out in the parish, they're going to come back up this way. They're going to eat at our restaurants. They're going to go to our grocery stores. They're spending tax dollars in Bossier City and keeping them from going over the bridge into Shreveport. Well, you know, and I, I live, I don't actually live in the city of Bossier. I live right outside of the city of Bossier, but Shane and I have talked before, it, it what happens in the city of Bossier means a lot to me because that's is where I do all yeah. my shopping and do everything. That's is, that's, that's you know, exactly right. Everything we do is in the city of Bossier. You know, one thing I will hit on, you know, Brookshire's, our Brookshire's in South Bossier. Everybody's like, ah, oh, we, 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 what are they going to do? I have met with Brookshire. That store is going to get a complete renovation. They're going to add on to the front of the store. They're going to do a complete remodel on the inside. We're going to have a fresh meat produce section. They're going to do a lot of this stuff that they are doing in all these other new stores. They're revitalizing every 
Brookshire's in Shreveport and Bossier. That is awesome. So you know, the, the Brookshire family is spending a lot of money investing in the Shreveport Bossier area. It, it seems like it's a, an exciting time for South Bossier Parish, South yes, Bossier, it is. and Bossier City in general. And you know, it, it has to be neat to be in, in on the ground. It, it is. Yeah, you know, we've got we've got other stuff coming to to South Bossier. We've got they, they've announced it on their Facebook page, but I'm not going to really until I talk to them. But we've got we've got another restaurant that's coming to South Bossier up around the the Brookshire Grocery Arena area, which I think will be fantastic. They've got a location in Shreveport right now, and they're coming to Bossier. So um, you know, slowly but surely, we're yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, they see us and they want to be down here. Yeah. Well, Brian, I, I just want to close with telling you thank you, one, for coming today and being on the podcast, but two, for serving your community. It's a very thankless job at times. You take millions <laughs> of phone calls. You, your pay per hour probably ends up being about $1.50 an hour. Yeah, but, general, <laughs> but you know what? I don't do it. I don't do it for the money, Shane. Oh, a lot of times um, the people think you, you make all the money in the world, yeah. you know, when you serve, but, you know, Thank you for serving our community. Thank you. Thank you for wanting. I know, I mean, I've known you a long time, and I know your passion for Bozier City and South Bozier, and I just appreciate everything you're doing. Thank you, and I thank y'all for having me. I wish y'all much success with this. I I enjoy watching y'all, so keep up the good work. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thank y'all for joining us for the really cool story segment of Two Guys, One Sidewalk. And that wraps up today's episode of Two Guys, One Sidewalk. We really appreciate all of our special guests that came in today. Pretty cool to have more than one guest yeah, today. It, it, it was fun having a, a studio full of guests today. You know, we had not only did we have the guests, we also, and they didn't get a, a shout out, but we had the K-Paw crew. The K-Paw crew was, was in here. Coach Williams around for his uh, Where's Williams Wednesday. Yeah, they were in here filming as we were doing the podcast also. So we had a room full, which is kind of the first time. It's kind of nerve-wracking to have a bunch of people watching you. But I guess – you know, whenever we have that studio down there at Chasing Aces, that we will yeah, be on people be on, so we right. can say, "Hey, we've performed in front of crowds." Before. Right, we so don't get nervous. That's right. So people, when they're watching something down there, will already be prepared for it. So, but no, it really was fun. We want to thank Coach Williams for bringing the girls' basketball team by, getting to talk to a couple of them, hearing about them signing at their colleges, and then having City Councilman Brian Hammonds on. It was really fun. I, I enjoyed having multiple guests on here. So that. Hope something we can do again. We think it was a great show, and we hope that y'all think so as well. We're excited also next week to have a special guest, Bossier Parish School Board member Eric Newman, who represents just about all of the parish, Halton, South Bossier, Central Bossier. He will be our in-studio guest next week, so we're looking forward to having him talk to us about a little bit about Bossier Parish schools. Yeah, it's fun. What, three weeks in a row we're going to have someone speaking? So that's awesome to have a guest three weeks in a row. I, I enjoy that. So hopefully we can keep it up. No doubt. And again, thank you all for joining us on the sidewalk, and we'll see you all next week for Episode 9 of Two Guys, One Sidewalk. Thanks again.